Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It is Monday, March the 7th, 2022. Wake up with Ray G presented by Prize Picks. What's going down, everybody in the building? Terrence Carson, Nick in the building, Joe, second comment in the uh in, in the building. That's my girl, Colby, Thomas, Roro, Ricardo, Jay, Al. Man, we got everybody in the building today. It's Combine, Risers and Fallers, NFL Scouting Combine 2022. It's a wrap, baby. It's a wrap. And yeah, your boys got the Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd shirt on, repping for them Cincinnati Bengals. Jay, I'm feeling good this morning. I woke up. Wife got me up at 4.50. 4.50 a.m. I got up, double uh, double espresso shot, had me a good workout in. As soon as we get done, I'm going to give me a quick 20-minute ride on the piton, head into work. I'm feeling good this morning. We had a lot of good information pop off over the past weekend. Uh, spent a lot of time diving into to the tier adjustments and some rankings talk with the patrons. Man, it's a, it's a good day, Jay. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, hello, man. I'm good. Hello, uh, busy hello. Weekend, like speak, you said, speak, the combine. speak. It's, I know, speak. I know. It's 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 early. You you've already ripped me because apparently I'm not mentally strong enough to wake up in the morning. Um, mentally weak. I man. get it. You're a fitness junkie. You got kids. You mm. go to bed early. I get it. You know, it's mm. I'm not <laughs> like that. I early. have a live. I live a different lifestyle. You know, some people see me t- live tweeting events at 1 a.m. I'm, but I'm still here every day, okay? I'm still here every day. I'm distraught over my combine bets because I feel cheated. I feel like the oh, NFL God. cheated me. Oh. But we'll get into all that. Good morning, everybody. Presented by Prize Picks. Promo code WAKEUP to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 on all of your bets. Prop bet with us. Mm-hmm. Good morning to everybody in the chat. Happy to be here, man. But the combine, loved it, hated it. It is what it is. That's the combine. You love it to hate. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, trying to figure out what Ray has on in the T. Oh shit! I, I changed it. Oh, let me let me let me get this. <laughs> Every time, so when I turn it on, it, it's it's like um, I don't know what it is, but I better move this before we get kicked out of the damn thing. So let me um, let me switch that up. I don't know what's playing in the background either. Let me change this before we get kicked off. I was off. trying to figure it out, actually. I, I don't we know what. It's always. Show. There we go. There we go. We change it up. Um, anyway, neither here nor there. We're happy to talk. Combine, man. Um, yeah, the bets, dude. What a. This was a weird year. Weird year. Um, we got cheated, bro. We did. We got cheated. If y'all paid attention, this is. First of all, let me just say this. Everybody that said uh, sell 2022 picks. Fade the 2022 class. I mean, this was one of the fastest classes. The fastest. It was the fastest class in combine history. I mean, we got speed. Yeah, Joe. It's it's every time I turn it on, it goes to 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 the Chinese, and I don't know what's like. I don't know. It just auto sets to that. So I just turn it on. I'm watching. I'm seeing what's going down. Um, but yeah, fast ass times, man. Everybody was blazing. Everybody blazed. Everybody quarterbacks. So the first thing I thought of was remember all that shit I talked about running sub four, sub, like four eight five. Four eight five. Even if I ran four eight five, Jordan Davis would blow me out. Even if I ran four eight five, if by some chance these old legs, this rocket fuel got me to four eight five, Jordan Davis is still running me down. Probably the most impressive combine overall that we saw was Jordan Davis at three hundred and forty one pounds to be as fast as Kyron Williams blows my mind. I mean. The most impressive combine, period. But, you know, for fantasy purposes, we're not going to dive into that. Let's just, dude, let's just jump right into it. My overall thoughts from this class, man, you, I, I think we got, I think we got a lot of, a lot of stuff figured out, man. There's a lot, dude, Jay, 
So this shit happened yesterday. The light flashing on and off behind me. It's just chaos. When I was on the show with Nick, uh, BDGE, yeah. I was on, and it's just flashing. It just like a ghost is in here. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. It's just gonna we do that. A, it's a schizophrenia warning for the show. If you have you say, uh, yeah. schizophrenia or you're epileptic, flashing, please don't watch the show. Flashing lights, right? Kanye West style. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, but overall, yo, the class just. Everybody that told you to fade the class, man, I, I don't know. I think we got some, there's some interesting conversations. And for me, what I tell everybody is I try not to make wholesale changes, massive overreactions, because it's one piece of the puzzle. But when you get somebody like Brees Hall, and we'll get into Brees Hall in a little bit, who had the production profile, based on my film score, was already inside of tier one. It was a two-man race for tier one, Right. Uh, like, I think he separated himself. I think he is the clear, I think he's in a tier of his own in this running back class, and we'll dive into that. Um, but let's let's just talk risers and fallers, and I'll kind of work my way from the back to the front. Uh, for me, one of the big, the, let's, let's talk some honorable mention risers. So for me, these are the guys that I have listed as some as some big-time winners, some big-time risers. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, in my opinion. Yes. Coming in at 5'10". Uh, 195 pounds. I think he had the largest hands of any wide receiver yes. at the combine. Um, and he ran a 4-4-1. I think he solidified second-round draft capital. Sky Moore was a player. Uh, I released my wide receiver film grades, and I believe he checked in at wide receiver 7 overall based on the tape score. Uh, love him. Did nothing to hurt his stock, in my opinion. I think he solidified Day two draft capital, and I think Scott Moore's coming off the board in round two. In in previous years, we've seen players like LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins come off of the board in round two, and I think we're destined for that with Scott Moore. He's one of the players that I think really helped himself out at the combine. Also, um, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, there was a lot of worry at the Senior Bowl about Jahan Dotson being sub 5'10", potentially coming in at 5'8". He checked in at five foot ten. I believe he was like hundred and seventy something pounds, hundred and eighty something pounds. I'm I'm fine with it. Like you look at his numbers, he he's Deontay Johnson 2.0. I think Jahan Dotson. I mean, he had the the long wingspan. You see the catch radius on tape. He ran fast. Jahan Dotson again solidified himself. I believe late first, early second round pick. Fantastic for the wide receivers. Jay, a player that a lot of people have shit on for quite some time, including myself, I think he did nothing but help himself. And I, and in my opinion, for fantasy football purposes, probably took a step up. And in my tiers, in my rankings, I did move him up from tier three to tier two. But that's Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, in my okay. opinion, moved up a tier. When you have that type of athleticism, that type of speed, you got a shot, right? And all the feedback that the NFL has been giving us and feeding us when it comes to Desmond Ritter has been positive. No, I, I don't think he's the most consistent quarterback in the class by any stretch, but you got a guy that's running four or five, you know what I'm saying? With that type of, you know, the intangibles, all it takes is one team to say, this is somebody that I like. This is somebody that I can build around. Is Desmond Ritter the type of cat that you want to bring into your organization and from day one, turn the keys over to him and say, let's get it? Hell no. You definitely, I, I don't know if you want any quarterback to have the reins to the offense year one, day one, but you get Desmond Ritter in a situation where he can sit and learn. Let's just say, let's just play the, play the game, right? You, you, he, he gets drafted by Washington, right? And he can sit behind Taylor Heineke and learn. Good situation for Desmond Ritter. Um, there, there are a couple of other spots that, that are QB needy teams that if he could, let's let's say Detroit, let's say with their final pick in the first round, they wanted to get that fifth-year option on a quarterback. You draft Desmond Ritter, sits behind Jared Goff for a year, maybe you have something on your hands. I think Desmond Ritter, big winner from the combine. Uh, and we're just talking fantasy, right? Jordan Davis, there's a bunch of other uh, non-offensive players who I think blew it out of the water at the combine. And then George Pickens, you know, we didn't get to see George Pickens play a lot. And there's been a lot of chit-chat, a lot of chatter on the old Bird app, on Twitter, on Reddit, on Facebook, about George Pickens not being as good. That's why I had him as a top five wide receiver for me. And he went out there and damn near ran sub 4-4. I mean, just everybody was blazing at the combine. I mean, everybody everybody should have been high in there because it was just smoke. Everybody was just blazing, lighting it up, smoke down the track. 
George Pickens coming in at six foot three, dropping that four four, showing that speed. He's got the physical play style. The catch radius is insane. The hands are superb. Thought George Pickens also was a good winner. So those aren't my top winners from the combine, but those are some people that I just wanted to mention. Jay, was there anybody that I left off that you wanted to touch on? No, nah, I think you nailed it, man. Um, those are the big guys. Uh, those are the guys we talked about last week, right? As guys we saw as potential risers. And Pickens was one that I think we didn't even give enough love to just because we didn't know what he would run. But to be right around that 4-4 range, he's he's locked and loaded. And I think, like you're talking about with, um, what is it? Cody brought up Jalen Hurts. And I actually, when I was thinking about it, that's kind of what I was thinking of from an archetype perspective for Desmond Ritter, like a back-end first player, probably a second-round pick, like we've seen him going. But except Jalen Hurts, we kind of believed in more. But it's the NFL that believed more in Ritter from what we've seen so far as far as mocks and, and comparisons. And so I think as far as a valuation perspective, that's probably where I'm going to value Ritter come rookie draft season. We talked about how he went. I think I took him in the third round of our mock last week. He will not be going in the third of mocks this time around. He'll definitely be in that second round because he'll probably be a second round draft pick in the NFL. And and I think there's an outside shot, Jay. I think there's a there is a chance. You know, we talked a lot of shit and laughed at these these industry mocks that where we saw Desmond Ritter in the back half of the first round. If if a team believes in him, right? If if you're the Detroit Lions, right, and you believe in him, or or a team that's like, if I can just get him in my system, locking up that fifth year, he might go back of the first round, man. And yep. shout out to everybody that was on that. Cody Carpentier, Matt Bruning have been these guys have been saying there's potential, right? Shout out to Cody, man. Like Cody was cut when you're talking about combine coverage. Just yeah. Cody Carpentier combine coverage, C4 with Cody. Because that dude was, I mean, shit, he was on it. He was on it from the start of the day to the end of the damn thing. Cody was covering it. Shout out and salute to you, Cody. Um, but, yeah, man, I also want to mention the Ohio State receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett yeah. Wilson, both of those guys. We talked about Chris Olave on last Thursday, thinking that he was somebody that was going to impress. And, by golly, did he do it. I think. I think he looked good. Probably solidified first-round draft capital for Olave. Yep. Garrett Wilson, I think the big question mark with him was the speed, right? It, was he really yep. that fast? And he runs a 4-3. I mean, 180-something pounds, not ideal. But run it, with that type of speed, that catch radius, that pedigree, there's a good chance that Garrett Wilson comes off the board as the first wide receiver um, in this draft class. But let's go to some big winners for me. And I think in the way that I'm framing this, Jay – is what players were we drafting in mock drafts in round three and round four, back half of round two, that really have propelled themselves up to be, you know, back-end first-round picks, high-end second-round picks that we may not have been valuing that high, and it's going to be interesting. We're going to do – I think we're going to do a mock draft tomorrow to see where these players start to get shifted and going. Uh, But the number five or four – I don't know how many are on this list for me – but Arizona State wide uh, running back Rashad White was a major winner, in my opinion. Right, um, Rashad White coming in at six foot, two hundred fourteen pounds. We saw at the Senior Bowl he had an he had an incredible Senior Bowl. I talked about it. I thought he was the best running back, one of the best running backs at the Senior Bowl. Checks in at over two hundred and ten pounds at six foot. Uh, 81st percentile uh, player profiler for all this data that we're talking about too, right? 81st percentile 40-yard dash time, uh, 84th percentile speed score, 87th percentile burst score. And then uh, shout out to Math Bomb. So let's let's put this up here so we can show this. We, we, we can't show the player profiler stuff, uh, contractual obligations with prize picks, and they got underdog. Um, but uh, Rashad White, uh, shout out to Math Bomb, at Math Bomb on Twitter. Rashad White is a RB prospect in the 2022 class, has an unofficial 9.8 relative athletic score uh, out of a possible 10. This ranked 32nd out of 1,519 running backs from 1987 to 2022. You look at the size, you look at the speed. Rashad White is a player, smooth, right? Yes, he's 23 years old. So he's coming to the NFL a little bit older. Um, he's got, you know, one year of production in college. I don't care, man. I'm looking at running backs from a one year contract perspective. Uh, Rashad White's going to be a day two pick. Second, third round pick, Rashad White. He's big, he's smooth. Jay, for me, he reminds me of a slimmer version of David Johnson. Just smooth, right? You watch DJ play, wasn't extremely sudden, but just a glider, right? Smooth, can catch the ball, can rip off big runs. 
I, you know, we had Rashad White top five before the combine, and he's done nothing but solidify that. And honestly, he's moved up a spot in my tier ranks. Rashad White, big time winner. How you feeling about White, real quick, Jay? Uh, people are saying in the chat, I owe White an apology, and I think I think you're right. You know, I've been saying I prefer Tyler Algier to Rashad White, and I think I was wrong. He came in a little bit heavier than I was expecting. He ran definitely faster than I was expecting. The kid looked really good out there, right? Um, he showed his receiving chops and the drills. I think he looked really good, and and I think you're right. You know, he probably should deserve to be RB five and potentially even RB four. You know, there's a there's a big time faller in the ranks as far as our running backs go, but Rashad White was one of the ones who definitely yep. impressed this weekend. All right, let's keep let's keep the train rolling. Um, another player that I think was a massive winner, and you keep the comments going, Jay, and he's a player that I had as a top eight RB per my film score, and I talked about being surprised when I watched the tape. I was like, yo, this dude is good, like a lot better than maybe I thought going into the process, and it's interesting because he was the top-rated running back coming out of high school, I believe, in 2018, and he battled injuries from high school to early part of his collegiate career, and I, it was somebody that tweeted it out. I can't remember who it was or I'd give the credit to him. But they pretty much said the combine, Zamir White peaked. He was finally fully healthy and he performed uh, incredible. Zamir White, six foot, 214 pounds, 22 years old. Let's pull up his uh, math bomb RAS score. Uh, 9.82, 29th out of 1,519 running backs. Zamir White, just, I'm at 4-4, 40-yard dash, 96th percentile 40-yard dash score, 95th percentile speed score, 64th percentile burst score, according to Player Profiler. Again, a player that I went into the film process saying I don't want any part of Zamir White in pre-combine. I put all my shit out there pre-combine. He was a top eight running back for me, and he's only all he's done is elevate himself up a little bit more inside the tiers. He was a tier three running back coming into the combine. I moved him up to tier two. Zamir White, again, I still question, can he catch the ball, right? Can he be utilized as a pass-catching weapon at the next level? I don't know, but I know he can run between the tackles. I know he's got the burst. It shows up on tape, and he checked the boxes and confirmed it at the combine. Zamir White was a player that was going in the third, fourth round of rookie drafts, man. Superflex rookie drafts? Zamir White was way back there. That's a wrap. Dead and gone. Zamir White, second-round pick, locked and loaded rookie drafts, and probably high-end second-round pick for, for this player. George has done a good job of producing these running backs, and you know, he might be on that Nick Chubb kind of career path where Nick Chubb, you don't ever look at him as a pass-catching weapon, but if you throw it to him and he catches it, good things happen. Uh, I'm, I'm valuing Zamir White as probably a two-down early grinder with the potential to develop some pass-catching chomps, but Zamir White, major winner for me at the Combine with the fantastic RAS score. Jay, how you feeling about Zamir? Oh, you're 100% right. Like I mentioned that, how I didn't think he could run 4-4, but he took that and he ran with it literally and now you're going to see the Nick Chubb comps because he was so fast the the fear for me was does he have the burst to obviously get there and and I think you're right you know having some time off to really get healthy and not be working so hard during the season grinding out those yards each and every day he must have been probably the most athletic he's been for years we know his injury history heading into yeah. the NFL though it's looking pretty good for Zamir White right now. And if he, and the pro days, we maybe see him do some other drills, some more athletic testing. He may be locked and loaded to go in the top 64 picks in the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed with Zamir White. Again, pre-combine film, I had him as a top eight running back. He's moved up even further for that for me inside those tiers. I thought he checked a ton of boxes, man. He confirmed a lot of things um, that the tape showed and then some things that it didn't. You know, coming in, I mean, again – 96th percentile speed score. I mean, you know, that's that 95th percentile speed score, excuse me, with that size. Uh dominate, you know, playing in the SEC. You gotta trust you gotta trust it, man. If he gets that day two draft capitalist on and popping uh for Zamir White. But let's go to uh my top three. Is this my top? Yeah, my top three kind of like winners at the combine. And you could ship up, you could shift these guys around in any order you want. But I want to start with Kenneth Walker. Um, great, right? The The only reason I had him as my fourth-rated running back uh, coming out pre-combine was the receiving ability, right? Like, can he be used in the receiving game? Kenneth Walker, uh, 9.08 in the relative athletic score out of 10. 
this put him at 140, uh, 140th out of, you know, 1,500 damn running backs from 87 to 2022, coming in at 5'9", 211 pounds, running a 4'3", 40-yard dash, which was like top four for the running back position. Did not expect that from Kenneth Walker at all. That level of juice, I would have been happy with like a low 4.5, high 4.4. But 4.38, what that confirms is when he hits the second level, he could take it to the crib. You know, that that's for me, that's what the 40-yard dash confirms. I'm not, I'm not one of the people I've I've done this long enough in the dynasty space to where I know not to overreact or underreact to to this to this. And let me say this, and, and I think I I can articulate it a little bit better than I typed it out. For me, the combine events itself, the event doesn't cause me to change a player's ranking. The 40-yard dash in itself, the vertical jump in itself as a standalone metric does not cause me to change a player up or down. The outcome from the events at the combine, right? What happens when a player runs a 4-3 or 4-7? What happens when a player vertical jumps a 36 versus a 30? Like the outcome from the combine is what, or the projected outcome from the combine is what has me moving tiers and rankings. So it's not just, oh, he ran 4-3, move him up. How many how many times in an NFL game does a running back have a clear runway just to go 40 yards, right? But what happens because of the events at the combine, that's what should cause you to sort of readjust, reevaluate, and look at your rankings. Not just the isolated event, but the fallout and the outcome of those events. And I've been saying it, I wouldn't be shocked if Kenneth Walker was the first running back off of the board. Now I'd be a little shocked, but in my opinion, he probably solidified himself as the second guy off of the board. Right. And with a, with an outside shot to be the first running back taken, we'll see how NFL teams uh, value these guys. But all he did was check boxes from the size coming in at five, nine to 11 money. That's good BMI, good size. Kenneth Walker, uh, 31.2 BMI, 70th, 75th percentile. Uh, 98th percentile 40-yard dash score, 96th percentile speed score. Burst score was a little low, and none of the running backs did any of the agility testing. Like, they ran the 40, they vertical, they broad jumped, and they said, I'm not doing three cone, I'm not doing short shuttle, they didn't bench press, they just... The whole NFL combine schedule is kind of wonky. I mean, they're on the field super late. Uh, But Kenneth Walker, in my opinion, just checked boxes and confirmed some of the things that we saw or didn't see on tape. He's good, man. I was talking to Carpentier in the DMs on uh, on Sunday. Part of me, part of me wants to put him in a tier of his own, right? Part of me wants to do that, but I'm not for having 13 different running back tiers. That's just, that's Fugazi shit. That's whack. You don't need all of that, right? So for me, Kenneth Walker at 21 years old, putting on the type of performance that he did, very, very pleased with Kenneth Walker's combine, Jay. So uh, I think I just want to clarify that for the people listening. So you're basically saying that you don't want to put him in a tier at RB3. You're kind of grouping him in with Rashad White as RB4. Or sorry, in that uh, second well, tier. It's, there, there is no RB nothings at this point. Once we get the draft capital, uh, if, you, if, if you're if you part of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk, I'll kind of give you like my numerical ranking, but draft capital is really going to settle, settle the, the dust, right? Right now, I just tier these guys and... You know, at this point, uh, my second biggest winner from the combine at this point, and the reason why he's the second like biggest winner for me is because he elevated himself out of a tier of a bunch, and he's in a tier of his own at this point in time. And I'm talking about Iowa State running back Brees Hall. I mean, 9.95 relative athletic score, ninth out of 1,519 running backs from 87 to 2022. He completely separated himself. There is no debate at this point. Film grade, I had him .06 behind uh, Isaiah Spiller just based on the tape. This right here, that shit right there, right there, tier of own. Brees Hall, tier of own, tier of one. There's one running back in tier one in the 2022 class. And again, this is why I like putting my stuff out there pre-combine because he was already in tier one with somebody else. But now that somebody else is no longer there. He is in a tier of his own. When you go out there and I don't even just care about the 40. When you just, I'm looking at 
you know, his demeanor the whole time. And it was just like business, bro. Like business, business. 5'11", 217 pounds. Cody had said it before they even started testing. He was like, yo, this dude is in here commanding the room, telling everybody I'm the best. I'm that dude. And he went out there and backed it up in every single category. Like you asked for the test. He aced that shit. The SAT, the LSAT, the MCAT. He aced it 100%. A++++. Flying colors. He was already in tier one. So it ain't like I'm moving him up. I just moved everybody out. Like there's nobody else that should be considered for the RB1 in this class at this point in time. I don't care if Isaiah Spiller runs a 4-3 at his pro day. There's nobody else that should be included in this tier with Brees Hall. If there were one other running back that I would even consider it, it's Kenneth Walker. But I, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. If, if you've got the shot of any running back in this draft class, B button Brees is who you want. B button Brees is who you want. Spinning, speed. Do I believe he ran a 4-3-9? I don't believe any of these damn combine times. I mean, they showed the simulcast of Jonathan Taylor um, against Brees and, and, and Zeke. And JT was clearly ahead of all of them. And he ran a 4-3-9. Kenneth Walker, a hundredth of a second, tenth of a second faster than Brees. I don't believe any. I think what Brees ran at first was just fine. 4-4-4, 4-4-6. That, I was good with a 4-5. If he ran 4-5, that was money. So the fact that he came in at 4-3-9 again shows that home run speed. The combine clock. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that. But ultimately, what this dude did, uh, 96th percentile 40-yard dash score, 98th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, tier of own, period. They're like, like I think it's, it's Kate. There's nothing anybody can do from this point forward to put themselves in that tier. It's him, man. And we had this debate in the Discord right now. Yeah. How many current, if let's just play the what if game, Brees Hall mm. gets first round draft capital, or I think there's a shot he goes in round one of the NFL draft, but let's just say top 50. Let's say he gets drafted where JT did, top of the second where DeAndre Swift did, first half of the second round, you know, Acres area. Where is he at, Dynasty? How many running backs in Dynasty would you want over 21 year old Brees Hall? And it's one of those things where you might be getting out a year in front of it. But I, I, I think JT, I'm, I'm asking, how many running backs would you want ahead of so him, man? The problem is, and I was looking at this list, right? You're looking at running backs like Eckler, like Kamara, like Cook, like maybe even Christian McCaffrey. Like, there's a lot of older guys that are good running backs, but they're five or six years older than Brees Hall. And so it's just like, maybe we should just be putting Brees Hall at like, RB6, RB7. It sounds crazy, but are you really going to want to be drafting Alvin Kamara as RB8, RB9 this season or next season when you have a 21-year-old running back who just ran a 4-4 undoubtedly? And then I want to also give a shout-out to Brees Hall's mom who was in the chat. She said thank you to you earlier. Um, you were just on a roll, so I just kind of let it go. So I wanted to give her a quick shout-out. Uh, she said she loved the show. Brees Hall's Brees mom. Stop. Get out of here. LaRonda McDaniel. She was in the chat. She said, thank oh, you for all you guys do. Yeah. She, I want to give her a quick shout out. She came in here and she said, thank you for showing her boy love. Um, We don't have to show him any love. Dude proved it on nah. the field. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Uh, he we, he earned every bit of respect that he has from the moment he stepped on as a freshman. And he proved it once again. Uh, Dude is just electric. Showed out of the combine. Like you said, all business. Looked like the best running back in the class, no question. No question. Shout there out, right shout there. out hey, to Miss McDaniel. Thank you, Brees Hall's mom. You raised an incredible young man. Um, I think yes, we're sir. all excited to to draft and play your son in fantasy football, but most importantly for his continued success. Uh, all glory to the man upstairs. Beautiful young man. Excited to watch him play football and uh, just like talking about him. So thank you so much, man, for tapping into the show. Um, that's love right there, man. That made my day. That made my day. Um Getting a little, getting a little emotional. That's cool, man. People watching us, but nah. Uh, Cody said it best. He said from day one, I'm the best back in the class. People questioning my speed. People questioning this and that. I, I think it's case closed. And I think now the conversation truly is: Would you take Brees Hall 101 super flex in a super flex yeah. draft? Like I yeah. think that's a real question, right? Um, 
value-wise, I still think the quarterback is the valued position, right? If Malik Willis goes number two to the Detroit Lions, okay, that's the, that's the value play. But if there's going to be somebody that challenges a quarterback for the first overall, uh, I, I definitely think it's, I think it's Brees Hall, right? I think what we can do is finally stop the silly stuff with Traylon Burks at 101. I know there was a lot of Traylon Burks, no matter what type stuff, right? But we could stop talking about a wide receiver at 101. It's either Brees Hall or it's Malik Willis. That's really what it boils down to. Um, and for me, if you're talking dynasty value right now, I, I said he's top six, right? Like, and you may be a little bit early. Is he going to give you the type of numbers that Christian McCaffrey, um, DeAndre Swift, Javonta Williams could produce this coming season? Maybe not. I don't want to put those expectations on a rookie running back to go out there and drop 1500 year one. But I'll tell you this, going into a second season, there's no way you're taking any of those guys over Hall. And I'm talking about Christian. I'm talking about Saquon. You're not taking them over Hall. Like you're not. So it's one of those things. Just get out ahead of it. Get out in front. Grab Hall. He's a top six dynasty back right now. Top Let's just let's be conservative. I'm in the state of Texas. We'll be conservative. He's top ten. He's top ten right now. Easily, Get out in front of easily. it, and, and that's what it is. But the biggest winner, Jay, in my opinion, the biggest winner, and I saved this for you because you. I know. Just pay me the money, dude. Just just give it to me. Like pay me the money now, so we can get it over with. Because there's no doubt this player is probably going to be a first round pick, at least a top fifty lock. Christian Watson, I mean, at, at 6'4", 208 pounds, 4'3", 40-yard dash, 96th percentile, 80, 98th percentile speed score, 95th percentile burst score, uh, fifth in the relative athletic score for what? Listen to this. His 9.98 RAS score was fifth out of 2,557 wide receivers from 1987 to 2022. Fifth. Dude was out there testing like Calvin Johnson. Jay, just give me my money. He's going to be, we bet top 64. Do you really think that you're going to win this bet? Do you think he is, that, that's a hundred bones you owe your boy. So we can. It we, ain't over till it's over. Oh it ain't gosh. April 28th. Oh I will gosh. pay you your money. And remember oh the date gosh. I just gave you. April 28th. I will pay you your money because okay. I think you're right. He's probably going first round, which is yeah. not great for my pockets, but I do have about two months to get that money from somewhere, and I'm hoping to get it from prize picks, so make sure you follow the bets. But uh, the crazy thing about Christian Watson, people who, who didn't catch this part, he also had the fastest split in the 40. He was tied with Sky Moore at, I believe, 1.46 seconds, second largest hands at, I believe, 10, 10 inches and a 10 and a quarter, I believe, was the number. I Crazy, crazy, like at, from athlete, size, speed, g massive hands, great split, insanely fast 40. Um, all Pretty much every metric you could possibly think of, Christian Watson hit every single one of them. I don't know where he's going to do his combine, if he do it at North Dakota or do it somewhere else. But, his pro day? Uh, I mean, his pro, day? pro day, sorry. I, I don't think he day. needs it. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. Why? Because he aced the senior bowl. He aced the yeah. – like if I'm Christian Watson, I'm like, look, man – what else do y'all need to see? I guess he'll just probably run sure. routes and catch passes, but I think this is a player who we were valuing as the you know mid to back of the second round. He probably leapfrogged a whole bunch of receivers. This type of this oh, level yeah. of athleticism is going to get him drafted in round one. He's going to be at worst a top fifty pick, and his value took a skyrocket. The only reason this is the only player that I could have put ahead of Brees Hall. This is the only and the only reason he's ahead of Brees Hall is because Brees Hall was already at the top, right? He just he just solidified it. He just, you know, put crazy glue on it, put it in stone. I'm the best. Christian Watson moves his way up from kind of back end, second round. I think he's top of the second round type pick in, in, in rookie drafts, especially super flex. Fantastic, fantastic combine for Christian Watson. That size, that speed. Uh, I think he's got first round draft capital locked in uh, for Christian Watson. Now, we talked the risers. We got to talk the fallers. Who just shit the bed and just did not look good, hurt themselves, um, whether they performed or didn't, or are perceived value? And I'm going to start off with Traylon Burks. And it's not because Traylon Burks had a bad combine at all. To be six foot two, 225 pounds, um, and run a 455, uh, that's, that's really impressive. But I think the perceived value was 
he was going to go in there and as Matt Kelly says, melt faces. And he did the opposite of that. He kind of just left us with the blank face, right? Didn't melt faces. We just kind of like, all right. Like we built up this mythological following for Traylon. I contributed to it, but uh, he didn't test as, as this freak athlete. He didn't. I still trust what I saw. There's still tons of buzz that he's going to be a first-round pick. Still, t- the, the Jets said that they're infatuated with him. And let me tell y'all right now, mark it down, what's it, March 7th, 2022. I'm telling y'all now, if Traylon Burks is on the board at 24, the Dallas Cowboys will draft him. Jerry Jones oh, has an unhealthy infatuation and love for his alma mater, Arkansas. Got his grandson at Arkansas to play football. He is a Razorback through and through. The Cowboys said they're going to get rid of Amari Cooper. They're trying to re-sign Michael Gallup on the low, but he's not going to be healthy for the start of the season. I would not do it if I were the if I were running Dallas. I would not make the selection of Traylon Burks. But I'm telling y'all right now, book it. If Traylon Burks is on the board at 24, he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. He is going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, he's still going to be a first-round pick. But the value, now he goes from one-on-one conversation, you ain't taking him over Brees, you're not taking him over Walker, you're not taking him over Malik. And I think there might be a couple of wide receivers that you'd prefer to Traylon Burks right now. So what he's become is a value. So I'm, I, I don't want to say he's a loser, but he's definitely a faller from the perceived value that he had coming into the combine. Also, Wondell Robinson, I'm out. I'm out. I'm completely out, Jay. Uh, five foot eight, 178 pound wide receiver. Uh, 81st percentile 40 yard dash score. That's cool. Speed score, 23rd percentile. Burst score, 32nd percentile. I'm out. Love the tape. He's a fun player, but we're betting on fantasy points. A five foot eight, 178 pound wide receiver is not the bet that you want to make. It's just, it's not the bet that you want to make. Wandell. Love the player. Completely out on him for fantasy football purposes. I got to talk about my dog. I love me some tape. I love it. Isaiah Spiller tape. Good. Uh, Didn't do anything at the combine. Reportedly had an adductor or abductor injury that prevented him from running. If if he were if 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 he's hurt and you don't listen, I'm not gonna I'm not calling BS on any any of that, right? Like I've been hurt too, right? If he was hurt, I just wish he wouldn't have done anything. Just don't do anything. He looked good on on-field drills. All the NFL Jeremiah's like he looks good. This is what he can do. At one point, somebody said Eric Dickerson. I ain't going that damn far, but they said he looked good on field. But burst score seventh percentile. He had like a thirty-inch vertical jump. That's not ideal. Not ideal. I, I I searched high and low to see where people are kind of valuing him at right now. And he's still right there as a top five running back in the class. Draft capital is going to be everything for Spiller. At this point, if he gets the day two draft capital, which I still think he will, then he's fine. But uh, if not, then it's a, it's a wrap. And this is why, for me, uh, Brees is in a tier of his own, right? Like you can't, I just, if he's hurt, you know, he's got the size, six foot two seventeen. We'll see what he does at his pro day. I think Texas A&M pro day is in two weeks. Um, we'll see what he does, right? The the film doesn't lie. He's good. He's a good running back. The tape shows that. But athletically, not good, man. Like, not good. It just didn't look good. He's got to be a little bit of a faller for me. Like, I, I think it's a faller, right? And we'll see. I'm, I'm not as concerned about him not running. A bunch of players didn't do 40s. A bunch of players didn't do shit. Like, but just do it at your pro day. But it doesn't matter what he runs at his pro day. He's not going to leap Brees Hall and probably Kenneth Walker for me. Uh, another sort of faller loser. And if you go to playerprofiler.com and just look at his profile, it's bad. 15th percentile 40-yard dash score, 38th percentile speed score, 20th percentile burst score, 8th percentile eighth or eighth percentile agility score, and a 10th percentile catch radius. Six foot one, two hundred twelve pound David Bell. Um, wasn't good, Jay. Wasn't good. Uh, his RAS score two point seven two, which ranked one thousand eight hundred sixty second out of twenty five hundred and fifty seven wide receivers from eighty seven to twenty twenty two. This was the thing, right? And it showed it. It showed on tape. Like if you watched any bit of David Bell, you knew going into it. 
he probably wasn't going to test really well. So I'm not going to double knock as I the same way I won't double count. So I didn't move David Bell out of my tier two, right? I did not move him out of my tier two wide receivers. But in that grouping with Olave, with Christian Watson, with George Pickens, with Sky Moore, if I had to rank him, he'd be last inside of tier two. He'd be behind all those other tier two wide receivers. Didn't move him out because the tape is good. We'll see where the draft capital ends up. I just have a feeling he's on this Tyler Johnson trajectory, man. Like this Tyler Johnson path of all the analytics is there. The production is there. If he doesn't get day two draft capital, it's going to be an uphill battle for David Bell. And it's not to say that he can't succeed. We saw Amon Ra Brown do it out of the fourth round. We've seen other wide receivers get drafted later in the NFL draft and go on to have a tremendous NFL draft, NFL success. Darnell Mooney, a player that we're all loving, was a fifth round pick. Um, we know A.B., we know Amon Ross St. Brown, but just the probability and the hit rate and the chances have, have significantly decreased if he doesn't get that day two draft capital. David Bell, um, just just tough, right? Tough. Uh, tough for him. Still like the film. Did not move him out of tier two because, again, we're not going to double knock. We're not going to double count. It, it doesn't look good, but we'll see what he does at his pro day, and then ultimately the NFL will tell us uh, what they think about him. But the number one biggest loser, faller of this of the of the combine, in my opinion, like number one, he is taking a tumble, like just tumble, tumble, tumble. Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams. Um, everybody says it. The tape is good. He looks so good on tape. Comes in at five foot nine. Cool. So they didn't lie about his height. We're we're okay with that. Hundred ninety four pounds. Not ideal. Not ideal for Kyron Williams at 194. But there's still a chance for some saving grace inside of that, right? My, my issue is he knew that weight was going to be an issue. He knew that NFL teams would question his size and that size giving him the ability to be, a, a, you know, a running back at the next level to withstand the punishment. He had two and a half months from the end of the season to the combine to prepare for this. If he worked his ass off, which I believe he did, I don't think any player just dogged it to the combine and only got to 194 pounds, newsflash for y'all, in season, these dudes lose weight. You know, so if he bulked up to 194, in my mind, I'm thinking, what did he play at? You know, is he playing at 190? Is he playing at 189? That's not going to cut it at the next level, right? The reason why we were so bullish about what he could become is, yes, the skill set is there. Catch the ball, run between the tackles, but... 5'9", 194, not ideal, but not the end of the world. Kyron had a chance to save it, to save us, to be like, yes, this is why we still like him. This is why we still want him. And then he goes out there and runs a 4'7", right? And then he runs another 4'7". And then the stopwatch gods give him a blessing, and they bump every running back's time down significantly, and he's still at a 4'6'5". I mean, look at look at his RAS score, relative athletic score, out of out of ten, he scored a one point seven five, one thousand two hundred fifty four out of fifteen hundred nineteen running backs. I mean, what he, all you can do is adjust in fantasy. That's all you can do. Everybody was taking him at the top of the second, back of the first, high second round pick. All you can do is adjust. And in my personal rankings, he's the one who took the biggest tier drop down. He moved from tier two. To tier four. He's at the top of tier four. But a five foot nine, hundred and ninety pound slow running back, that just doesn't cut it, man. Philip Lindsay was at least fast. Austin Eckler was smaller, but he was fast. Like this is this is this is not good. This is not good. Now what happens if he does well at the pro day? Can he still get the draft capital? Maybe, right? And this is that RAS card is a stoplight. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, we'll see. We will see. But at this point, there's no way I would recommend to anybody, if you're drafting in a rookie draft before the NFL draft, there's no way I would take him over Brian Robinson, over Zamir White, over Rashad White, uh, even Isaiah. Like, the, at least Spiller's got the size, right? At least he's six foot, 220 pounds. 5'9", 174, and slow? It's tough. It's tough. And 
you know, I'm okay with it. I put my process, I just grade on the film. The tape is good. The film is good. But the athletic measurable is not good, man. This is, this is womp, 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 womp. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a stoplight. Um, a couple of other notable kind of not gooders. Uh, Tyler Algier. Uh, what stopwatch was BYU using when he ran this supposed 4-3-9? Nowhere close to that for Tyler Algier. Jay, any thoughts on any of the guys that I listed as sort of fallers and your thoughts on Kyron, Traylon, Spiller, Bell? These are players that we all liked, but I, I just think it would be it's hard-pressed to walk out of what we saw from an athletic standpoint. And again, remember what I said. It's not the event. It's not the fact that Kyron ran a 4-6 that's knocking him down or he's 194 pounds. It what It's what happens because of that. And what happens because of that, There's I don't believe there's any way he gets day two draft capital. So now you're talking about a day three running back that's slow, that's small. I don't know, Jay. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think where you're right, and I didn't even think about it, to be honest, was Kyron actually bulking up to run this 40 and then running slow. You know, we've seen that happen before, but I didn't even think about that narrative until you just threw that in front of me. But the biggest thing for me, I think, and and you, you didn't really mention it, but this is kind of just how my brain works. It's difficult to see these all these guys, whether it's wide receivers, running backs, run super fast. But then we have our Traylon Burks, our David Bell, our Kyron Williams, our Tyler Algier running what seems to be super slow and so i'm just like okay i don't i can't i'm trying not to give these running backs too much credit for their fast 40 times but then you still have these slow guys running slow and it's so it's it's hard and difficult to assess them on the same level because maybe these running backs are just way faster right and, and maybe Kyron really is this slow at this weight and maybe he really is a true 180 type guy and that's a problem like that's a big problem for him as a second round running back, even a third round running back, I'd prefer a Tyler Algier if he's a one-two hammer than a one-eighty Kyron Williams. Look That's at this! Co- look at this comment from Joe. I feel bad for Kyron. Really, do he was doing his best. Stop it! Oh, <laughs> he did his best. Listen, this is part of me. You, you never know who's watching, right? Like Brees Hall's mom. Yeah. Never in a million years would I think Brees Hall's mom's watching the damn Wake Up Show. I'm not. I'm not here to just to shit can on players and beat them down. This is, this is their job interview, right? Like I get it. Yeah. Like, this is, I, I can't imagine the type of pressure that goes into this, how these guys are feeling, you, you know, when they step up to the moment to do this, I can't imagine that I've never been in that type of environment or situation. So I'm, I'm, I'm not here to say that he's going to be a terrible player in the NFL. I'm not saying that he very well may find a role. We've seen, Players go to the combine and not produce and then go on to have outstanding NFL careers, you know? Um, doesn't happen a lot, but we've seen it, right? Arian Foster. Go look up Arian Foster's workout metrics. Terrible. And he was top five, top three running back in the NFL. So I'm not going, I'm not here to say that these guys cannot be effective. They can't be good players. But we've just seen what happens with their draft capital, right? And for fantasy, we're looking for the cats that are going to be drafted early and give us that give us the opportunity to score fantasy points. And for me, Kyron, you can't recommend him anymore that high. I, I, I think he's fallen. He was valued back of the first, top of the second. You were happy to get him 111, 112, 21, 22. I'm not taking him in the second. Like he's a third, he's off the top 24 pick board for me, you know, and I wish him all the best. I hope he does check in and do well, um, but but not good for Kyron Williams. A couple of other players that I didn't talk about, Jay, that I thought performed pretty well. Brian Robinson, I thought he did a good job yeah. um, improving his stock. I think Carson Strong, I'm out. Like, I, all that top second, Carson Strong, I, just, I, I don't know, man. It's just not the type of player that I want to invest in heavily in, in, in rookie drafts. Kenny Tukalov's picket, I know his hands are small, but he ran a 4-7, which is really good tactical scrambler probably provides some mobility to me it's corral and willis that you want at the top with with the quarterbacks just your overall thoughts and takeaways from the combine these players anything that you want to add that i may have missed uh no i think you hit on a lot of of good points i think uh the biggest thing like we talked about is in these rookie drafts is that we want to take these running backs later and i'm curious how this shakes out because we saw a lot of running backs really perform 
well and up their stock, especially some of the late second, early third round running backs. They ran fast or they tested really well. And then some of these middle round wide receivers didn't look so good. And so I think we're going to see naturally a lot more running backs go in the second round and even in the third round because there just isn't a ton of depth at wide receiver. Um, One of the players that I did really love to watch in the drills was Mike Woods. Uh, Mike Woods, for whatever reason, again, I get he's not the best athlete out there. I guess he's not the best receiver. But some of the things he was doing athletically, catching the ball, um, he just stood out to me. And so I would just keep your radar on him and see where he goes. He may go undrafted, but he's a guy I'm probably going to be take, picking up off of waivers after rookie drafts clear and all that stuff because he was a guy that I thought looked really well next to his peers at the Combine in some of those drills. So uh, Mike Woods is a guy I'm going to be looking at as a deep stash in Dynasty Leagues just based off this Combine. Yeah, shout out to shout out to, to Ty Chandler. I, I've been telling people, Ty yeah. Chandler, go check him out. I talked about him with Nick and BDGE uh, right before the running backs ran. He had not watched him. I said, go watch Ty Chandler. Goes out there, runs a 4-3, 5-11, 204. Pierre Strong still haven't – I still don't have South Dakota tape, so I still haven't graded Pierre <laughs> Strong. I got him as a Tier 6 running back. He's not Tier 6. He'll move up. I just need to watch it, right? Um, TDP looked good at that size. Uh, this was it, it was interesting, man. Everybody talked about how bad this class is. I think we've got a top 10 running back in Dynasty in Brees Hall. We've got a top 15 running back in Dynasty in Kenneth Walker. And we'll see what Isaiah Spiller does at his pro day. I still think he's right in that mix to be in that top 20 range given the draft capital. we got some dope wide receivers in this class. Drake London, a little bit smaller than we thought, which is good. 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, 220 pounds. I, these are good players. Everybody told you this class is bad. Class is really good. Um, I wish I was out there. That fast track, I was cracking sub five seconds. I'm, I'm, you see, I'm moving the benchmark up higher and higher every time. First, I was going. We call sub it the Jordan seconds. Davis index. Is uh, yeah. what I'm going to call it going forward. Yeah, the tight ends, Greg Dolchich. Yeah, that's the only one. That yeah, he good. was good I mean, actually. McBride did. didn't run. Weidermeyer didn't do anything. I guess they're going to do everything at A and M's uh, pro day. Uh, it, we're going to see what happens because of this. So uh, you know, before we get out of here, you got this. Your last opportunity. Sign JT helmet right here. Sign Jonathan Taylor helmet in the description. Register. All you got to do is register. PristineAuction.com yep. forward slash register. Use the registration code All Gas. You get entry into the JT Helmet giveaway. I'll send it to you. I got the box right here. Uh, I'll even pay for shipping to send it to you. Go register. Get entry into the uh, JT Helmet giveaway. Uh, tap into everything that we're doing with Prospect Talk. Like the show. Subscribe uh, to the podcast feed. Uh, use the promo code Wake Up NBA Bets tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow to do a rookie mock draft. Thank you to everybody that's in the building. Be mindful of the content you consume. And Mama Brees Hall, we love you. Thank you for tapping into the show. Y'all have a beautiful day. We out of this thing. Peace.